Have you been searching for a community that gets it? Join me, your host, Monique, as we get real about the emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual effects infertility has on its victims. Let's connect and heal together. I am one in eight, too. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Infertility and Me. Today, I have with me Ms. Leslie Hurd. She holds a Bachelor's of Arts in Psychology from Argosy University in Chicago, Illinois. She created a nonprofit organization for women called Godmother Doula, and it was created to help women who suffer from child loss, from abortion, and miscarriage. She is a bereavement doula who works with women seeking support from traumatic miscarriages, past abortions, and infertility. So welcome, Leslie, and I thank you so much for coming on to the show today to speak with us about what exactly it is that you do and how you help women. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate being here, honestly. I do. And so can you tell us a little bit about your inspiration for creating your organization and beginning your work and your service to women? Sure. Um, So when I was 16 years old, I had an abortion. It it actually was a forced abortion. And it's because my mother didn't want me to have a child at 16. She had a child at 16 and I was pregnant at 16. She didn't want me to, uh, quote unquote, make the same mistake she did. And so I just didn't have the heart to tell her. And then um, after I had that abortion that night, I had a dream that um, my baby was thrown away in the garbage can. And I actually literally lifted up the trash can and saw my baby there with the umbilical cord. And so I felt some type of way, but I just didn't have the heart to tell her before I had the abortion that I didn't want it. And then when I was 19, I was pregnant with twins and I lost my first twin at three months pregnant. And then at almost six months pregnant, five and a half weeks or a little bit over, I lost my son. I gave birth to him and um, he died in my arm uh, about 45 minutes later. And then there was no one for me there. There was no one, nobody was there to be supportive towards me, to understand my needs, what I was going through. I literally was going through postpartum without a baby. And my mom told me to get over it. A lot of people in my family told me to get over it. And it's not just something that you could get over. And so Um, I went to school to become a psychologist, and um, so I got my bachelor's degree in psychology, and um, I started working as a mental health professional in an outpatient center, and I realized that a lot of women who suffered from mental illness also suffered from child loss, and because I am a spiritualist, and I I am a um, psychic, oracle, and medium, I put together um, that mental health and spiritual health coincide. So. I said, you know what, I need to really help women who suffer from child loss because they're dealing with a lot of spiritual traumatic issues there and it's transferring into their physical health and their mental health. And that's really what inspired me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. What a journey you've had uh, over those years. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So I like that that the, the point that you brought up about the connection with the trauma uh, women having um, a mental health issues stemming from traumatic situations when they were younger or whatever point in their life and it having mm-hmm. to do with the miscarriages and you know abortions and any other type of trauma related to reproductive health I like that connection you made so what were the steps that you took next to I guess change your career path from mm-hmm. more of a 
traditional counselor to a spirit, bringing the spiritual and the counseling together. Okay. Well, I realized that my job was not going to allow me to um, talk about the spiritual attributes and how they were related to mental health. You know, the Western world just doesn't want to talk about it, but it's normal in the Eastern world. In science, it's really psychology starts in the Eastern world. It was taken from there and Sigmund mm-hmm. Freud just cut off a lot of psychology, a lot of spiritual aspects of psychology and said, this is what we're going to study here in the Western world, but we're not going to talk about that spiritual stuff. But since I study, you know, ancient spiritual arts and, and um, psychology and things of that nature, I applied it. And then I found a, a psychiatrist who is my spiritual master teacher who talked about it too. And so it's just one of the things I wanted to do. And he taught me how to remove certain attachments and spiritual parasites that were causing me problems for fertility, causing me problems for um, different things in my life. And so I said, you know what, I can't be in this outpatient center and giving these people this medication that's not helping them. I need to do something on my own that can help people and they don't have to take a pill. They don't have to take medication. They don't have to get shots. They can actually heal and be healthy and not have side effects and get the, the results that they need and want. And that would be better, better for them. And did you Absolutely. find any other challenges with transitioning from? Of course. Yeah. Of course. I quit my job. I was broke. You know, I got a divorce. <laughs> wow. Had, wow. People don't believe in what I'm doing, but I know it's my calling. It's something that I have to do because I can't live a lie. Yeah. I can't live a lie and I can't live a lie just to, to um, make peace with, a, with the system that is lying and hurting people. Wow. I can't. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? Sometimes life forces us to move into our purpose and what the creator and what oh, the yeah. is, is trying to take us to and trying to make us do. And if you don't do it, then, yeah. you know, you'll remain miserable. And then also, somebody else will end up doing what you, what you were supposed to do anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I <laughs> definitely understand that. Definitely understand it. And so, going into your new field did you have any did you have any backlash from any of the professionals that you had become close to your colleagues and such yeah they all moved away from me and distanced themselves away from me stopped being my friend yeah Yeah, and that was hurtful because we're in the same field a lot of them were therapists and but you know i'm passionate about this it's not something i'm just doing for money it's something i'm doing to help the world heal you know, and that's why I started the nonprofit organization because there's a lot of, of sex trafficking going on in the world today. It makes over what billions of dollars. I don't mm-hmm. know um, mm-hmm. verbatimly how much, but it's a billion dollar industry. And um, you know, a lot of sex traffickers are the ones that are getting the multiple abortions, and they don't want abortions, and um, they need a lot of healing and help. You know, and so yeah. I said this is important. And also uh, in the black community too, you know, abortion clinics are, you know, very prevalent. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot of black women who are suffering, suffering mental health issues because they have um, a lot of spiritual um, issues that they needed to address before they address anything else um, in their life. And so I wanted to be that voice to say, hey, ring that bell and say, hey, listen, if we want to heal, we have to heal spiritually mentally and physically not just mentally 
yeah. you know, yeah. it's yeah. all three. It's a trinity, you yeah. know. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. That, that That's one of the, the um, taglines I use with the podcast and one of my it's part of my mission statement of, you mm-hmm. know, infertility and its effects on the mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical self and, and healing that area mm-hmm. in order to move forward, you know, and because a lot of women, I find that, and for myself too, when I went through it, being going through infertility causes a, it causes a lot of stress. It causes a lot of uh, anguish. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, just infertility as a whole, you know, it encompasses so much of the, of the physical self, the emotional self and the spiritual self. Well, you know, infertility, yeah. it's very close to like having multiple miscarriages because yeah. it's the same kind of issues. You say, well, am I supposed to be a mother? Mm-hmm. It, it, does God want me to be a mother? Am I being punished? You know, yeah. it's like, okay, I can get pregnant, but I can't finish my pregnancy. And then you have, well, I can't get pregnant at all. And so me, I have PCOS. And um, it's something that runs in my family. And my grandmother, she was a very thin woman, but she had it. And so her first child, she lost at six months the same way I did, lost my son um, at five and a half, almost six months. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I didn't know. We See, in, in the black community, we don't really keep secrets. Yeah. And we don't, they yeah. don't know that secrets really don't help us. It's just no. like keeping secrets. We don't know about our health. We don't know about our finances. It's, like, it's too late. And yeah. so... I found out after I had my second child, uh, my, my daughter, that I had PCOS, and that was hard for me to get pregnant because I wanted to have my last child. I wanted to have a boy. Mm-hmm. And so um, it took me six years to get pregnant with him. Wow. Six years. And this was before I went into uh, my spiritual path. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I found that I had an incompetent cervix and the mm-hmm. PCOS cause PCOS causes you have incompetent cervix and I was taking different pills and I was taking a a pill I forget the name of it metaforum or something metformin yes metformin Mm -hmm. that was causing Mm -hmm. that would cause your uterus to get strong but it would cause um deformities in the baby so Mm -hmm. if you got pregnant you know you couldn't take it so I said okay we I have to find something that's going to help that is going to help Right, um, right. women and so for you know, have you dealt with anyone who has uh well i'm probably i'm pretty sure you have but how mm-hmm. have you helped women who have suffered stillbirths like yourself in in and in, in really getting because i know as as a, as a as a clinical counselor and you having mm-hmm. your license and everything like that there's techniques that they teach you to help people reach the deep rooted pain but how are you doing it differently and incorporate okay. the spirituality part of it. You know what I mean? Because I feel right. like it can be really rigid because mm-hmm. you're under this license and you have this, you know, have all these codes of standard. So how right. do you do it differently? Well, I don't work under a license with the things that I do. Okay. And so um, that way it won't be an issue. Okay. But I there's a spiritual um, ritual that I teach all my clients that they have to do. People don't know. And I wrote in my book. Okay, so... We have to acknowledge soul babies and the gates of heaven. All women have the gates of heaven, which is your um, chakra chakra, which is your womb. So souls come to the mother before they get pregnant. So you can actually be spiritually pregnant before you are physically pregnant. And so um, in the case of miscarriages, abortions, stillbirth, and neonatal deaths, the child's physical body dies but the soul is still attached to the mother I can believe which, it, yeah. 
-hmm. Yes, which means that she needs to send a child back into the reincarnation cycle mm -hmm. so they can detach. Now, if the soul stays on the mother too long, it creates um, it creates uh, a, a interference with her regular state of um, physical and spiritual state. So now it's in a state, because of the way the baby died, it's in a state of turmoil, which mm -hmm. releases certain types of color scent and energy that um, it attracts intruding spirits like attachments, parasites, mm -hmm. and entities. And so when that happens, that's when there starts, you have mental illness. You know, you have depression, thoughts of suicide or having suicide, hurting themselves, um, PTSD, and things of that nature, because well, those negative forces are now attacking the mother's health, mental mm -hmm. health. So that's, and then also mental health is also affected with your physical health too. A lot of people don't know that because it's yeah. in the nervous system. So um, it's a, it's the Trinity. So what I do teach my clients is to remove that soul baby so we can remove those parasites off the aura. So I, every month there's a full moon ritual that I teach them on um, what they need to do and they have to make a new contract and how to release the, the baby back into the reincarnation cycle. And I've done it myself. I did it mm -hmm. for my twins that I lost as well as the abortion that I had. So three of them. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's very deep. And, and um, there are I effects from it. it. Yeah, I believe it. You know, it's almost like um, I'm a spiritual person too as well. And I was once um, heavily religious in the Christian faith. And mm -hmm. we used to always talk about soul ties. And yeah. cutting soul ties from past lovers. If you were looking to get married, you mm -hmm. know, um, from family members who may have um, gone on and we still had some hurt and resentment from that relationship. So I, mm -hmm. I feel like what you're saying is similar to, if not the same, releasing soul ties of former miscarriages, abortions, and stillbirths, whether it was from infertility or not, or fertility. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that can be, yeah, that's definitely, I, I feel like that's really can be helpful for people to heal. And that's that's a deeper type of healing too. So that's amazing work that you're doing with these women. And so how do you help your, your clients specifically who have come to you after they've tried IVF treatment? Okay. Now this is the good part. I, what I do is I work um, with the meridians and I do a lot of um, mantras and I work with higher beings that help me and teach me different things to how to clear uh that area so you you have there's like over a hundred energy sources within the body so i work with the energy sources that cause blockage within the womb and i do certain chants and certain rituals and incantations um to help women get pregnant mm -hmm. when your when your patients come to, when your clients come to you and they suffer through infertility mm -hmm. you find that they're in a place where they're almost at the point of giving up right most people my what's my clients women mothers when they come to me i'm usually the last resort you know and i want to want to be the first resort and i that's usually because you know they're used to the medical field you know so usually it's like it's after me they have given up if, if, if i'm not here and so that's what i find and so you, you like to be able to, or you would prefer to be able to get to people bef um, before 
they've gone through the route of IVF treatment, which is, a, yes. of course, a lot more invasive than yes. um, any spiritual help that you deliver. And, right. um, and so my, my grandmother, she mm-hmm. did a lot of treatment. And I really believe that she passed away. She passed away a year before I was born on the day that I was born. Wow. She actually, the day, I, January 22nd, 1980, she um, went into the coma and never woke up. Wow. She never came out of it. And I was born a year later, January 22nd, 1981. She had a lot of fertility treatment because she couldn't get pregnant. She was with my grandfather for 10 years before she got pregnant. And her first child died in her arms. I just feel like a lot of women, they put themselves through different types of agony, I would to say, lack of better words, yeah. to have children, you know? And it's, it's not because of anything you've done. Sometimes it's because of the food we eat, our environment, you know? Yeah. Everything is, is harsh to our bodies and everyone responds differently. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, I find in myself included that um, we do a lot of, cleaning up of well I did a lot of detoxing before right. I had treatment I, and it took it, it wasn't something that that happened overnight you know there was a mm-hmm. course of four years that I pre- essentially prepared my body and um I had some spiritual help as well uh Rakai specialist Reiki specialist I'm sorry and um that was and she was able to help me remove some traumatic blockages and then mm-hmm. because I had a right tubal blockage uh, as my first mm-hmm. diagnosis and so once we did that with the Reiki, then that blockage was no longer there when I went to go and get treatment the second time. And um, so I think that if people are made aware of these type of of this type of spiritual service, then it could definitely I don't see it being any different than someone going to acupuncture. You know, um, it's all about uh, healing the body in a more empathetic and compassionate way in which I mm-hmm. feel like is what you're trying to do as well as bring the spiritual aspect. Mm-hmm. So do you offer um, any other services besides the spiritual side? Do you do anything on, a, on, on the spectrum of like Reiki or any of those types of things? Well, um, see, I, it's, what I do is more, uh, I want to sound like I'm, <laughs> I'm better, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I don't do Reiki. I do a dis- distance energy transfer. So mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have to be like the client that I've gotten help with pregnancy. I've never um, physically met them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I do distant energy transfer and uh, I do a lot of incantations. And okay. so those are words of power and which changes the body. It changes, like I said, you said you had blockages, but that has to do with your meridians. You know, you have a block meridian, it blocks blocks different areas of your body. You know, if you have one blockage, you have blockage everywhere else. It's just like, if you have one unbalanced chakra, your Mm -hmm. whole line is unbalanced. There's no such thing as just having one unbalanced chakra. So I work with different things in that nature. And I don't necessarily have to be next to you to heal you. Yeah, I, I don't. And I, like I said, I work with um, different uh, higher beings, angels and different beings, and they teach me the things to do. You, I know that your organization is called the Godmother Doula. And mm-hmm. so where, where, how did you come up with your name for your, for your organization? <laughs> My son, I was trying to find something. My son, he's seven years old. 
my baby boy, he's so special to me. Um, he made it up. He actually gave me the name. He said, I think this is great for you, mommy. And Aww. I said, you know what? I love it. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, he actually gave me that name. That is named by my son in Kosi. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. And um, I know that when people see the word doula, a lot of people are going to see doula and they're going to automatically, I, I feel like they're going to automatically think about someone who is a, um, a birth doula. What is the, the, the meaning of doula actually? Because I have never uh, studied it. Okay. A doula, it, doula is actually Greek. Okay. It's a Greek word and it means mother, I mean, a woman who serves a mother mm-hmm. or a woman's servant. Okay? okay. It's Greek and Latin. So I know people pronounce it doula but it's actually pronounced dola dola yeah or dola yeah so yeah and that's how i mean a woman who serves a a woman who serves mothers or a woman who serves or woman servants i think that's amazing i love that and i love i love what you're doing and helping people in the way that you do because i think that we need more of it and i feel like when i've spoken to people who have come from traditional education and having been licensed therapists and counselors and such like that. And then they go into the more spiritual path. I feel like it gives you an edge, but it also um, just goes to show that there's not one way to do something or to get something right. accomplished. And I, and that's mm-hmm. why I was, I was so thrilled to have you on today because I feel like, you know, there's not one way to, to, to get it done. And then when you, a lot of my listeners suffer from infertility or have fertility issues or have had mm-hmm. stillbirths and miscarriages. So hopefully they will reach out to you and I'll provide your service links in the show notes so that they can get in touch with you further. And I just feel like it's so important that we are given more than one way to accomplish the end goal. You know, take a break. If you had a miscarriage during your cycle or doing mm-hmm. the take a break. And I don't feel like a lot of women are doing that enough in really processing what has happened to them and what has happened to their body too, and giving their body a break. Or just go to different avenues. If you keep on going to the doctor, it's not working. You know, maybe I do need an alternative specialist. Maybe there's something that I don't know, the doctor doesn't know about that I I need help with. You know what I mean? Maybe I need some healing. And most of the times, you know, that nobody really talks about the knife chakra. The knife chakra is the Christ chakra. Mm -hmm. And what that really is, is that all your past lives, that's the, that's the DNA. That's the, the, um, the blueprint of all your past life. So all that emotional turmoil that you ever experienced, happiness, anything, it's right there in your ninth chakra. So if you have um, issues with pregnancy, it's from a past life most of the time. And it's not clear because you, we, every life we have is about evolving. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so Absolutely. if you did things in the last three or four lives that you did not have nothing to do with cleansing then it's going to show up in this life Mm -hmm. and so that's why it's important to spiritually spiritually cleanse because it is a flow you spiritually cleanse then you're mentally cleansed and then you're physically cleansed they all work together you can't be spiritually unhealthy and physically healthy it's just not gonna work yeah 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 that's true Mm -hmm. absolutely so i appreciate you leslie for giving me some of your time today and and letting people know more about what it is exactly that you do in case they're not really sure or unclear and uh maybe they've been a little scared to reach out you know and so i think this will help a lot of people especially for those who are like us who uh have spiritual practices and they need you know a different form of healing of what is 
causing um, some of the physical turmoil that they're going through and, and also emotionally too. So I appreciate you so much. And I'm going to make sure that all of your information is in the show notes so that they can reach out to you further. I appreciate okay. you so much for doing this today. Okay. And if anyone is interested in my book, um, A Soul Babies, The Spiritual Side of Abortion and Miscarriages is also on Amazon.com. Awesome. And I'm going to make sure I have that, um, your website link as well so that they okay. can go directly to that for you. So I appreciate you so much, Leslie, for coming on today. And um, yeah, that's a wrap for today, folks. You always know where to reach me at infertility and me underscore on Instagram and infertility and me podcast.com and my e- email infertility and me at outlook.com for your feedback, comments, questions, and collaborations. I thank you guys for tuning in and listening today. We'll see you next time. <laughs>